the metaverse continues to be a big talking point on everyone's lips. But should brands be paying attention and looking at how they can get a piece of the action or is it way too soon? Well, today we're talking all about key takeaways from a recent industry event and giving our thoughts on what you need to launch a successful metaverse campaign. Welcome to episode 58 of Sideload. Welcome to Sideload, the technology podcast from Edelman. I'm Jermaine Dallas, and today we're taking another look at the metaverse. In particular, what does it all mean for brands? It's currently everyone's favourite buzzword, but how are these virtual worlds creating real life engagement and ultimately profit? Well, today on the show, we've got three people from Edelman's tech team in London, who recently attended a Metaverse event hosted by the marketing intelligence agency Contagious. We're going to pick through the biggest learnings and see whether more brands could pop up in the Metaverse in the future and do so in a way that makes sense for them. Pitt Bartlett made the switch from Edelman's internal marketing team to become a tech comms specialist. She now works on big global brands and is the team's paid media supremo. Ali Thompson works as worked as a journalist in the States once upon a time, and she's also launched campaign activations for the likes of Serena Williams. Very showbiz, and she now works across two of Edelman's largest global tech accounts. And Charlie Grossman started his career in fintech before making his way to Edelman. He's now a tech champion working on B2B software brands. Pip, Ali, Charlie, thanks so much for joining us on Sideload. So let's start with you, um, Pip. Uh, what were the, the main things to come out of the event and what resonated with you the most? Yeah, so the event was really interesting. It kind of featured talks and interviews from not only the Contagious team, but other industry experts. Um, there were kind of four main themes um, to come out of the event. They were all about gaming, so the metaverse and gaming, um, how gaming is very much the gateway to the metaverse, um, how we're seeing it rapidly developed, um, how brands are kind of jumping on board by featuring in games themselves. Um, so that was really interesting to see. Um, secondly, it was all about Gen Z um, and how Gen Z are really the generation driving the metaverse. They're driving that digital culture. Um, they're growing platforms and various online trends. Um, they're also spending the most time in the metaverse, primarily um, on gaming. So in kind of platforms such as Roblox and Fortnite. Um, the third theme was all about NFTs um, and specifically the opportunities that these can create for brands. Um, and lastly, about Web3, so kind of how the conversation around gaming and NFTs is really converging with the wider themes of decentralization and the community. 
brilliant. And, and if you're playing buzzword bingo at home, I think we've ticked all the boxes there. So very, very uh, newsworthy event. And they're talking about all the main points that are being dealt with as, as part of the metaverse at the moment. So um, is it just buzzwords? Are, are brands actually using it right now? And, and, and is any of this stuff actually useful or is it just hype? Um, I think it's a bit of both. Um, I think a lot of brands are using it to their favour to kind of attract those Gen Z and new audiences um, and kind of try out something new that they haven't done before. Um, for example, Netflix, there was a stat that said Netflix said that Fortnite is one of, is a bigger competitor to theirs than HBO. So there's really like loads of opportunity for brands to kind of jump on board um, and attract those new audiences. Um, similarly with NFTs, I think they get a lot of stick for being something that's just a little bit, I don't know, buzzwordy, like you just said. But it seems there's quite a lot of opportunities for brands um, to jump on board with those and kind of how brands are using them to create something a little bit more meaningful. So whether it's raise money for charity or create some sort of cultural memorabilia. Um, and... Yeah, so I think it's a bit of both. I think there are definitely examples of people that are doing it right um, and kind of using it as a more sort of thought leadership platform or, like I said, attracting new um, verticals. But I think there are other, a lot of the time, it can just be a bit of a fad. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still, particularly with NFTs, I know we're going to hopefully have an NFT episode of Sideload really soon, but I'm just really, really sceptical still about the whole concept, especially how it's being used at the moment. But I think there are lots of really useful ways that it can be used and rolled out in the future. So let's keep our eyes peeled for that. But I want to move over to you, um, Charlie. Like, Who's using the metaverse well at the moment? Are there any case studies that, that we should check out? Yeah, I think um, already we're seeing many brands jumping on the bandwagon and trying to do something meaningful that actually demonstrates their purpose and, and right to be there. Um, and I think it can be distilled to sort of three kind of objectives, whether that's, you know, a, raising money or B, creating cultural memorabilia or even just doing something helpful for the community. And at the moment, the main arena for this has been gaming so far. For example, um, one example that I really liked was that Heinz recently launched a campaign called Heinz Hidden Spots, which looked to identify a common problem that all gamers could relate to. This was the challenge of eating food during an online game without being killed. And they offered a playful solution to this by working with well-known streamers to find hiding places within the game, in this case, Call of Duty's Warzone, where players could hide whilst they ate their food. Um, I loved how this sort of tapped into you know, a relatable area of gaming life and gaming culture. Um, a second example uh, was an initiative from Hellman's, which also uh, used gaming as a way to make a mark in the metaverse through an initiative with Animal Crossing. They created their own unique island in the game where players could donate their own spoiled turnips um, that they grew and exchange them. Um, in exchange, Hellman's would donate meals to a UK food waste charity. And this was an instance of bridging the gap between the virtual and physical worlds and creating this connection between in-game actions and positive real-world outcomes. Um, and then finally, um, I also liked this initiative from the Australian Open which gave fans the opportunity to purchase a piece of cultural memorabilia from the tournament by offering the chance to buy an NFT linked to a physical plot of land 
within the tennis courts of the tournament. When one of the championship points from the game land on the plot of land, uh, the owner of the connected NFT was rewarded with a physical ball used in the game um, and an increase in the value of the NFT, um, of course. And I, I like those examples because it's it's really combining the virtual and the real life. I think there's a, a danger that we become so entrenched in the virtual world that we just become disengaged from what is happening around us and, and on our front door. So I think they're really good um, use cases of how that can be done. So thanks for thanks for sharing those, Charlie. So we've, we've spoken about the good and we're going to look at the other side of the coin in a moment. But last time on Cybered, we had the UK Managing Director of HP talking about the future of hybrid work. Let's take a listen. You know, the, the potentially it's, it's women, uh, disabilities, minorities. This is, um, th these are the people, you know, many companies are, are, are focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion. These are the voices that we need to get heard probably more than anybody, right? Because I think all companies want the, the inside of their company to look like the outside of the company in terms of the markets that they serve. So they want more diversity inside. And when you have diversity, when you have these different life experiences, you get these diverse points of view. And the risk is, if you're if your diverse employees, if your female um, um, employees are are not participating because of hybrid work, you're just missing all the benefits of diversity. So it's super super important um, in this day and age to make sure that you can have the most inclusive uh, hybrid work environment you can get. You're listening to Sideload, and today we're talking about the metaverse and its implications for brands. Pitt Bartlett, Ali Thompson, and Charlie Grossman are our guests. So we were just talking about some really good um, case studies of brands that are already using uh, the metaverse well. And Charlie, um, I want to come back to you. Um, what about the other end of the spectrum? So are there any campaigns in the metaverse that didn't quite hit the mark? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say there were any spectacular fails just yet. I said this early hey, stage. They will come, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll know it. But yeah, right now, I think brands are simply just experimenting with this space and looking to this, assert their presence in the metaverse. And even if you know their campaigns you know, don't quite have the impact, it's just the fact that they're there, which is um, quite important for their visibility. But I mean, one campaign that did stand out to me is perhaps not having as strong as impact as these previous examples was just an initiative from JP Morgan um, who launched a virtual lounge in the 3D virtual world, um, Decentraland. Um, yeah. Their lounge was simply just a low-res construct of an office space, complete with a photo of uh, their CEO on one of the walls. And apart from having a virtual tiger roaming the halls, the project didn't really contribute anything meaningful um, to the community, and nor did it, as we discussed, um, establish that link from the virtual to the physical world. So, you know, of course, these projects serve different purposes and I'm sure that JP Morgan were happy to have that visibility in that space and I'm sure that it appealed to the audience they were looking to reach out for. But I don't think it has that, you know, that brand impact that we've been searching for in the other um, examples. So, so let me get this right. They created a, a virtual version of their office, but with a tiger walking. It sounds like the hangover. They should have just put Mike Tyson <laughs> on the wall instead of the CEO and it would have been perfect. Yeah, maybe. So, um, <laughs> so Ali, let, let, let me go to you. So what advice would you give to brands thinking about carrying out 
campaign activations in the metaverse? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think after that event, we we kind of um, noticed four key insights um, that feel applicable to brands who are interested in experimenting. Um, and I think all four of them kind of ladder up to this thought that, you know, the metaverse is this, at least right now, very big, vast, largely unexplored territory. Um, and I think therefore it can sometimes be, at least for me personally, kind of an intimidating space to try and to start play in. Um, so the four things that we've sort of observed from that event and from listening to all of these great case studies is um, they're really insights that are quite similar to what we would be thinking about for any campaign, um, for any brand. So um, I'll just kind of go through them quickly. But um, one of the first things that stood out to us really was finding the right way in to a campaign in the metaverse. Um, again, I think, you know, a lot of times people are thinking about it as just this big, open, new um, terrain that, um, and it's hard to figure out exactly what the best way in could be. Um, and I think a lot of the talks that we heard um, unveiled or kind of revealed the fact that um, there are good ways in and not so good ways in, depending on who your audience is. Again, just like any campaign that you would be um, executing. But um, I think one example is what Pip was saying earlier, gaming as this you know, prime gateway to the metaverse. Um, and it was interesting to hear the different speakers talking because one of them, you know, actually a couple of them focus very heavily on gaming and the fact that this really was um, probably the easiest way in, especially if you're looking to hit that Gen Z, Gen Z target um, versus some of the other speakers talked about Decentraland, like what Charlie was just talking about. Um, you know, and in reality, you have to think, you know, is Decentraland really the best place to reach my audience, especially if it's that younger audience when, you know, in reality, Decentraland land costs quite a bit. Um, it's quite an investment. And um, at least based on what these speakers were saying, it's really not where the Gen Z audience is living right now within the metaverse. So that's definitely something to think about, you know, exactly which um, which door you want to, to go through. Um, and then another insight I would say that um, is always important for, for brands to keep in mind is that at the end of the day, human insights, very simple human insights um, still win. So, um, you know, a lot of times in PR and marketing in general, you're, you'll hear that like some of the biggest, best campaigns oftentimes start with one small piece of information or one, uh, you know, simple consumer insight. And I think that's still rings true for the metaverse. Um, that example that that Charlie was talking about with Heinz um, and the moments or the hidden spots to snack while you're gaming, um, it all ladders up to the fact that people love to snack, including gamers and... Um, including me. Yes, <laughs> including me too. Um, and so kind of latching onto that one insight really helped them build a campaign that felt super relevant and um, useful for their audience. Um, I think another one that, you know, we've hit on a couple times here is um, making the metaverse feel meaningful um, with that JP Morgan example. You know, I think it's all great to experiment and to just kind of jump in and see what you can do in the metaverse. But um, I think especially with some of some of the things we already know about, again, especially the Gen Z audience um, and the importance of, you know, impact versus just doing something for the sake of it. Um, is definitely something to to bear in mind 
um, if there is a way to make some sort of impact, whether it's social impact or, you know, some sort of charitable cause or something, I think that's always, um, that's always, you know, a good first route to consider. Um, yeah. And then lastly, I would say, um, a lot of the speakers talked about leaving bad habits behind in, you know, what we would call web 2.0, as we look at, um, web 3.0 developing and garnering more traction, um, it's an opportunity for brands to do things differently. Um, and I think one really interesting example that one of the speakers came up with um, was that they were working on um, voice assistant technology and um, talking about how, you know, they, they did something and they realized that they were still using a female voice um, to serve as that assistant technology. And um, they kind of took a step back and said, you know, does it still make sense to have a woman be the assistant? Like that's kind of playing into this old time stereotype. Um, so like little things that you don't, that you wouldn't think of right off the bat, um, um, I think are good things to take with you into the metaverse and just, again, leaving some of those bad habits behind. And I, I suppose in the wrong hands, uh, the metaverse can be a distraction. Um, in that um, if there isn't some sort of a strategy behind the campaign, then you, th there is a danger that people just put best practice to one side and just start playing with the new shiny toys and um, end up with really bad campaigns as a result. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think taking you know all of these insights um, into consideration could help mitigate that. Um, before you even get started again, like it's very similar to, to coming up with, with any campaign or marketing campaign, um, just looking at it from all angles. And I think a campaign in the metaverse just opens up a bit more opportunity to really build something fresh from the ground up. Just on that as well, just to add, um, there was some really nice data that Contagious had led. Um, and one of their findings was that 76% of people are planning to engage in a metaverse brand or experience within the next year. Um, so kind of just following on, it feels like as if there is appetite there and people are interested, but obviously you've got to do it right to make it work. Um, and those that do it right will definitely grow and fly and meet those new audiences. But, you know, the example for JP Morgan, for example, it just seems like a bit of a, a damp squib and a waste of money. Yeah, exactly. And um, Ali, let, let me go back to you, because I want to ask you, are you excited about using the metaverse in a personal capacity? Yeah, so I will say I definitely left that event feeling more invigorated and curious um, than when I went in. Um, I would say I have never, ever considered myself to be a gamer in the traditional sense. Um, but after I left and after seeing those case studies and after just hearing um, the speakers talk about all of this opportunity and in a way simplifying it in my mind for me, um, I think it definitely did pique my interest even more into, you know, should I start gaming? Should I start, you know, looking at um, some of these other platforms um, and different ways to consume media, just knowing that that's the direction we're going in and obviously, you know, working in this space, um, it's important to just have that firsthand experience. So I would definitely say that I left more curious and more keen to, to check it out. 
it's, it's definitely a time of uh, experimentation and, and playing with these new tools and seeing how they can be used in an interesting way that is helpful and useful for brands to help them connect with their audiences. And then we're going to continue the, the conversation about the metaverse on Cyberd and across our channels on Edelman. But for now, Pitt, Ali, Charlie, thanks for joining us on the show. And a big thank you to you for listening to this episode of Sideload. Don't forget to follow the podcast on your favourite podcast player. Just search Edelman UK. And if you want to get in touch, you can send an email to sideload at edelman.com. See you next time. Bye.